When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. Our Monday is the luncheon recap, our interviews with the players coming up in a bit, the Lincoln Riley full press conference in moments. But Chad McKee joins us. You see him on Sooner Game Day, and he was front and center for the Lincoln Riley presser today. So, Chad, real quick, before we talk about takeaways from Lincoln today, what was your biggest takeaway from Saturday in the win over Kansas? Kind of a unique day in Lawrence, wasn't it? Yeah, you you know you never these days come away from Lawrence. Just there's it's almost like a no win situation. Preach. You know when you, when you play up there, you you win a game, but you don't. It's rare that you come away really feeling good about it. Um, the environment is subdued, I guess you would say to say the least. It's certainly different from about any other environment in which you play. But I thought after the uh, the initial. Oh, 15 minutes of the game when the Sooners gave up their first touchdown, first points in the first quarter. They settled in to get 42 points in a row and cruised to a pretty comfortable win. You never felt like it was in jeopardy. Uh, so, I, you know, I think it was pretty workmanlike, businesslike. Uh, fourth quarter, I know they weren't pleased with a couple of things defensively. But all in all, it's let's be honest, it's about as, as good as you come out of, of Lawrence on a typical basis. Agreed. Agreed. I went back. And I think, based on just my math, one of my first trips I made to Lawrence with the radio crew was 2011. And, Chad, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if that was around the same time for you. But in that stretch, you know, you think of the odd years, 11, 13, 15, 17, and 19. This is our fifth trip. There's really only been one time where you went there, and it was just a boat race from start to finish. There's just always <laughs> – there's always weird things in this game. Yeah, and, and you start with a weather delay of 30 minutes, which – we all saw it coming for a while. And, yep. you know, Coach Riley had gotten them prepared for that in, in weeks in advance, but you never know what it's going to be like until you sit through it. Then you run out there and there's there's not much of an environment. And it's but you know, it's no excuse. Right. Every situation is going to be a little bit different. Can you imagine the complete and total one eighty that it'll be this weekend down in the oh, cotton gosh. bowl as far as atmosphere and environment is concerned? Uh, I you know, I I think that the, the things that concern you a little bit, number one, injuries on the offensive line, you know, Swenson and Ely. It's a little bit like, I, I think Coach Bill Biedenboe, it, it's kind of like when you do a you do a puzzle 
and you get to the end and there are two pieces missing and you can't quite find them, you feel pretty good about the puzzle and it's nearly complete and you want to see what you have. But because they've had injuries, they really don't know how it's all going to fit together. Uh, so, so the injuries there and then, you know, concerns about penalties, those are still still going to be there. But a lot of those come, I think, with the uh, lack of continuity on the offensive line right now. Yeah. And, you know, you're looking at a guy that was playing left tackle that had started the season at guard, right tackle, the same case with the guy that started the year at right guard. So uh, it's mm-hmm. just been it's been a tough adjustment, I think, from that front. So but uh, the one takeaway I had from today is that Lincoln Riley didn't sound too promising about the return of Adrian Ely and Eric Swinson. And you never know if that might be, you know, playing a few mind games. But still, regardless, it it didn't sound promising for those two coming back on Saturday. No, I think the exact uh, phrase that he used was highly questionable. Like Oof. the Dan Levitard ESPN show. Um, he, he did mention, though, there will be a benefit, an ultimate benefit. I think, you know, Tyrese Robinson having to play a different spot than they originally penciled him in for. But he's learned that position. And now they've discovered that he's a viable option at the tackle spot. So from the adversity, you learn things, you figure it out, and you move on down the road. But, you know, th- this Texas defense is different. I know their numbers say, Chris, that they're 126th against the pass. They've had some injuries back in their secondary, including the Caden Stearns. But they will give their best effort. And they are athletically the most gifted defense that Oklahoma will have faced. So you throw those two things into the mix. I think even though Texas gave up, what, 370-plus yards passing to Austin Kendall in West Virginia last week, they also picked him off four times in that game. So, if nothing else, I think they gained a little bit of confidence from their ability to take away West Virginia last week. With that in mind, uh, I brought up what I kind of thought with what Coach said about the the defense and then, you know, obviously a couple of other – or excuse me, with the injuries in the offensive line. What was some of your takeaways? What really caught your ear today from Coach Riley's presser? That offensive line, um, you know, and you, you go into these – Big, into these um, big games like OU Texas, and you don't know how your guys are going to react. You know, Baker Mayfield played his first OU Texas game. Kyler Murray played his first OU Texas game. And Jalen Hurts is about to play his first OU Texas game, but he's played in huge games in his career. So I think that helps him, having played in the Iron Bowl three times, having played in uh, college football playoff national championship games, SEC championship games. It will be different for him. But the stage will not be any bigger than some of the other stages that he's played on. And I think one great thing about it, Chris, is it's like this team has learned to feed off of his off of Jalen Hurts' approach, how businesslike he is. You know, they say a lot of the same things that he does. And I think when you go into a game like this to have a quarterback that won't flinch, that knows what he's getting himself into, is only going to help a lot of these young guys. Because remember, this is you know, there's still a lot of young skill position guys out there. You know, the wide receiver spot, you're going to see some freshmen play out there. Uh, so I, I think that's important. I, t- I take that away from it. Just um, everybody's attitude seems really businesslike. That was the one thing that I came away from is just the businesslike mindset. You know, Lincoln's great on the coach's show on Tuesday night, and he'll have fun with Toby, and we got Clark's corner now. But beyond that, it's a very businesslike approach for this team from top to bottom, isn't it? It is. And, uh, you know, people don't – they want sound bites and they want things to talk about. This just doesn't seem like the kind of group that's going to give you any kind of uh, bulletin board material this week. You know, the, the other thing that stands out, we don't probably don't talk about it often enough, and that is how good this rivalry has gotten once again. This will be three straight meetings between these two programs where they're both ranked. And prior to this, it hadn't happened that they'd been ranked two years in a row, both of them ranked in seven years. So you got to give Tom Herman a lot of credit for kind of rebuilding. I mean, it's, it's not like Texas was a complete dumpster fire, but for re-elevating that program and what Lincoln Riley has done at Oklahoma. And you've got a couple of guys who love their jobs, who could be going up against each other for many. I mean, I'm talking th- this could be a 20-year coaching rivalry between these two guys and we're just seeing the beginning of it and it's been good so far you know they are Lincoln Riley's two and one against Tom Herman so you feel like this rivalry has re-elevated itself sometimes I think we lose sight of that because Texas was down you know it's been a long time since they had both been ranked going into a game until these last two years with Tom Herman 
All right, hey, I'll let you go on this one final thought. Uh, we, we talked about injuries. We've talked about Jalen. We've talked about the business-like approach. But, Chad, you cover the Big 12 as a whole quite extensively. What's kind of stood out in your mind and your eyes about Texas? Well, I, I think injuries have really hurt them. Uh, I think their defense struggled against LSU. Joe Burrow carved them apart. I think they had a chance to lose the Oklahoma State game, but they found a way to win. Sam Ellinger is their version of what Jalen Hurts is to Oklahoma. And I mean that in that he's not just their quarterback, but it's almost as though he's their spiritual guide as well. I think they, they copy a lot of him. And this kid has played well in the OU Texas game since the time he was a freshman. And it looked like, you know, he, he wasn't going to be able to continue in that game. Remember he got knocked out for a little bit, mm-hmm. came back into that game um, and, and was able to guide Texas to a, a near miss against the Sooners when he was a freshman. He's only matured. Um, I, I think that um, when you talk about the Big 12, it's a pretty clear gap between Oklahoma and Texas. Each week we have a new best third place team, don't we? You know, we had we had Kansas State as that team three weeks ago. We had Oklahoma State a couple of weeks ago. And now we have kind of Baylor penciled in as that uh, third place team because they're unbeaten in the Big 12. But after the two teams we're going to see in the Cotton Bowl on Saturday, I don't know who number three is. So what I'm telling you is what I've seen from Oklahoma and what I'm seeing from Texas leads me to believe that we're going to see these two play again just down the road in Arlington for the second straight year in the Big 12 championship game. 10 a.m. pregame for game day on Saturday again, Chad? We will have it, man, from the floor of the Cotton Bowl. It will be the only game day show originating live go. from the Cotton Bowl this coming uh, this coming Saturday. So always love it. You know, it's about uh, Billy Sims and, and Earl Campbell. It's about Johnny Lamb Jones, Ham Jones, and Jam Jones on the Texas side. And guys that you don't expect making huge plays in a game like this and uh, Brian Bosworth screaming at people out at the center of the Cotton Bowl stadium floor. It's, it's been so great to watch. And I, I try to, every time we go down there, make sure that I appreciate how special the game is and, and I'll do it with you on Saturday. You're awesome, Chad. Have a great time with basketball this week, and we'll talk to you next Monday. Yes, sir. Thank you, Chris. We will see you. So that's Chad McKee. He anchors the TV coverage for Sooner Sports Game Day, live from the Cotton Bowl this Saturday. And, of course, you saw him on the press conference show. The entire Lincoln Rally press conference coming up here in mere moments on the Sooner Sports podcast. But uh, real quick, let me share some of the player interviews. And before we before we bring you the Jalen Hurts one-on-one I had, Jalen Hurts started his press conference today with an opening statement. Uh, look, I'm just going to say, you know, the culture here at Oklahoma right now is all centered on us playing our standard and us playing our brand of football. Um, and, you know, we try and go out there and have the right mental intensity, right effort, right approach to it, uh, attention to detail and discipline to do our jobs. And I think... You know, looking back at this last game we played in, there's a lot of opportunity and room for growth and maturity. Um, a lot of lessons that we can learn from, and we will learn from it. Um, so I think the, the biggest thing as we continue to go on and move forward is, is keeping the main thing the main thing, and attacking every day and improving every day. And then after he answered questions from the media, he came by and chatted with us. Here with Jalen Hurts after the win over Kansas. You talked about it just moments ago with the media. You need to see more from this team, don't you? Um, no, I, I think it's just about the right approach. The, the approach we take, the attention to detail we have, the focus, the discipline. Um, there's a lot of opportunity for us to grow as a team, and um, we're going to attack this week with that in mind. We're going to try and continue to take steps. How key is that then on you to set that tone as a leader and a captain? You know, I, I always try and, try and find ways to challenge the guys around me and challenge myself to continue to improve. We're not ever satisfied. We're never going to be satisfied. We know there's always more. Enough ain't enough. Now, you as a leader, I, we talked about this post game. You find those moments where you got to build guys up, and I saw you do that on Saturday a little bit after some personal fouls. How key is that to be there, whenever someone maybe takes a tongue lashing or gets a little bit called out? You got to be there to help build them back up, right? Well, it's about togetherness, playing together, um, knowing your why, but also playing for the guy next to you. So um, I think this con- this team is continuing to continuing to gel and come together and um, just the, 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 the thing we need to focus on is continue to take steps positive. You know, one guy who's taking steps, Jane Hazelwood, we talked about him last week. 
What have you seen in his growth, and how much more confidence do you grow in him every week? I think he'll continue to play a pivotal role in our offense, and he'll continue to make plays. Talk to me a little bit about Texas. What Have you had a chance to really dive into him yet? What have you seen from this uh, defense? Um, I think they're, I mean, they play really fast and physical and run to the ball really good. I think they're overall a good team. So well, we got we to gotta, um, go out there and have a good week of practice and get ready. Hey, final thought. What's the key to that focus? What's the key then this week now going forward to take that next step for this team that you want to see? Um, right, the right attention to detail and practice, the mental intensity, the, the, the discipline. Um, having it every day in practice as we prepare. Good luck this week, man. Thank you, sir. From the quarterback to the center, Creed Humphrey, who, uh, again, my man is uh, my man's out there battling right now. He's got a different group around him seemingly every single week. The Sooners have started five different offensive line combinations. Caught up with Creed. Creed Humphrey joins us after the big win over Kansas overall. He had a chance to look at the tape. How do you feel about the performance? Uh, you know, we did some good things uh, here and there, but, you know, it's got to be more consistent for sure. Take me through – the ability to gel and how challenging that is whenever guys like Ely and uh, Swinson have kind of struggled with injuries. How tough is that to really create a cohesive effort? Yeah, you know, it, it can be tough. You know, we've had, you know, a bunch of different lineups throughout these games uh, in there. So, you know, just, you know, not really having that continuity yet, you know, it could be an issue, but uh, it's just something you have to work through for sure. I know you get asked this a lot, and I'm curious for your response. The challenge between walking that line being hot and fired up and not getting penalties. How tough is it? Because you want to be aggressive. Bill Beanbow wants you to be aggressive, but you don't want to draw penalties. How tough is it to walk that line? You know, it can be tough for sure, especially, you know, you know, smack talking and stuff going on throughout the game. You know, it can be tough, but uh, it's just, you know, something that you have to pay attention to at all times. You know, I noticed your leadership a lot on Saturday. And, for instance, Marquise Hayes gets a personal foul. He, he takes a little bit of grief, but you go over and you kind of talk him up. How important is it to be there and be that ear for someone? You know, for sure, it's, it's, it's very important. You know, you know, we had guys like that last year doing the same thing. So it's just, you know, when you do something wrong in a game, you can't dwell on that for a long time. You know, you have to just forget it and keep going. Are you liking what you see on tape from your guys so far? Uh, yeah, you know, they've done a lot of good things. You know, uh, there's obviously things we need to work on, you know, and uh, being more consistent with these things. But uh, they put on a lot of good stuff on tape. One of my favorite memories from last year's OU Texas game, because it was the first one you got to play in, was you standing there as Texas came out. You're fired up. Yeah. You're a Shawnee guy, so another level for you in this matchup? Uh, definitely. No, I've grown up an OU fan my whole life, and I've been going to this game my whole life. So it's you know it's something that I've always dreamed of playing in, and it's it's huge for me. So I love it. So what does Todd Orlando do different defensively? What have you noticed from Texas so far this year? Uh, you know they have a variety of different things that they do. They're uh, they like to pressure the quarterback a lot. You know they take pride in it. They have a lot of big physical players in their front seven for sure, so that's a good challenge. You've been impressed with what you've seen from Jalen and how he's getting more comfortable in this offense? Definitely. You know, uh, each week you can tell he's just more and more comfortable, and it's paid off a lot for us. You know, he's a great player, obviously, and a great leader for us, too. Well, good luck this week, man. Have fun. Thank you so much. And it was a scary moment on Saturday when K-9 went down. Kenneth Murray, the Sooner linebacker, uh, he was down for a bit with a dinged-up ankle, but he popped up, came back, finished well, and is doing Doing well, heading into the Texas. Getting ready for OU Texas. Kenneth Murray, captain, joins us. Health-wise, how you feeling after the big one over Kansas? Feel good. Um, you know, health-wise, feel good. Um, you know, got a little dinged up, but nothing. Um, you know, feel good. You know, ready to attack this week and ready to get get back with my guys and go out here and try to be dominant this week. A couple times on Saturday, we saw Alex Grinch bring that whole defense together. What are those moments like, Kenneth? Are they refocus moments? Yeah, most definitely. Just you know, bringing guys together and letting them know. You know, during those times, you know, it's time for us just to regroup. Um, get back on track to what we need to do and just, um, you know, if, we're, if it's not a time that we need to get back on track, it's a time that we need to stay on track and just continue to be dominant and to go out there and do what we do. I know this is about OU Texas this week, but I want to look back two things on Kansas. First of all, not going back into the locker room before kickoff. How cool was that? Kind of take it back to high school almost? Uh, yeah, a little bit. You know, Coach Riley had informed us that, um, you know, that's what it was going to be, you know, due to the weather and stuff like that. So, um, you know, definitely an adjustment that, you know, we were cool with. Um, adjustment that's you know as long as you know because Riley says you know, that's what we're gonna do that's what we're gonna do so um, you know cool with it and uh, you know just happy that we came out with a win this week. Take me through the adjustment too whenever you have a play that you'd prepared for but then it's challenging to defend like that sweep almost cut that they ran with Puka Williams mm -hmm. the adjustment the challenges and finally getting it right how satisfying was that? Oh uh, yeah it's definitely satisfying um, knowing that you know you know that power sweep that they ran um, you know it was it's kind of a unique play um, you know and it kind of gives the illusion that it wants to go outside, but they really want to hit a lot more downhill. So um, just getting guys to be disciplined in their fits, um, and, you know, that's really what led to us really just shutting that down. So, you know, once getting guys, you know, disciplined in their fits and going in there and flying around, then that's when we really shut it down.
with Texas looming this week in the Cotton Bowl. Is there a challenge to keep the energy bottled up until Saturday with the excitement level brewing for this matchup? Uh, I mean, we're going to go out here and prepare our butts off like we do every week, and then we're going to come out here and do what we do on Saturday. What stood out in your preparation for Texas? What's really caught your eye? Um, I mean, I watched them so far on tape so far. I mean, you know, pretty good team. Um, looking forward to getting after them on Saturday. All right, and that balance between energy and being fired up and not getting personal fouls, how tough is that balance sometimes? Yeah, definitely something that we got to focus on, is just being disciplined, not killing ourselves, um, just having that balance. So definitely going to be something that's, that's being harped on this week is just being more disciplined because we definitely had way too many penalties last week. Hey, a final thought. I, I know I feel like I ask you about Brian Odom a lot, but he gets you guys together, really gets you on the whiteboard. What has he meant for you in your development? Oh, uh, man. I, I can't even put it into words to be honest. Um, um, that coach, I mean, he just he, he gives us his all every day. Um, and you know, he's a, he's a guy that you know he says he that he says that's what he's going to do, and he does it. And um, you know, he's just been so so much help to my progression as a linebacker, so much help as a man, um, just helping me progress. So um, you know, I love my coach to death. Have fun this week, man. Yes, sir, I appreciate it. All right, guys, that's Kenneth Murray. All right, we wrap up every single Monday presser pod with the complete Lincoln Riley press conference uninterrupted. All right, uh, thanks everybody for being here today. Good to see everybody. Uh, excited coming back off the the uh, the win at Kansas. Uh, felt uh, there's so many things after a game like that that you can improve on, and and if we can keep teaching after wins, then um, you know that's obviously going to be a positive thing. But we've got to continue learning all the different lessons that, that came up in that game. We obviously discussed several of those the other day. Um, have a chance to get around, get back around the team today. And and there's there's kind of two sides of this. I think you know the main focus for us right now is is the steps that we have to take as a team. I think Saturday revealed a lot of areas that we've got to continue to grow. And a lot of times games you know reveal uh, things that that you know sometimes are even tough to see in practices or anything else. And so we we continue to learn more and more about this team, where we're at. Uh, where we think we can be, and so uh, the growth uh, that needs to happen uh, is, is going to be focus number one. And then uh, certainly excited to uh, to get down to Dallas and play this one like like we always are. This is the best rivalry game in, in college football, one of the best sporting events, period, anywhere. And uh, very excited to to be a part of it. Certainly can't wait to get down there Saturday and play. So that's that's all I got. We'll jump to questions. Uh, what about your uh, makeshift offensive line? How have they played? And what's the injury situation with Ely and uh, Swenson? Uh, well, so I think they've done. They've done. That we've been solid considering. You know, we we started five different lineups in five games. You know, and like I said the other day, it's not. It's not ideal, uh, but we've been able to survive a little bit early uh, with all those different lineups, and it's what it's given us is. Is more guys can play different positions. It'll give, you know, we wouldn't even have known honestly. Never really imagined getting to a scenario where Tyrese Robinson would have to play right tackle, and now we know he can play it, and he can play it pretty well. And and regardless of where any of those guys end up playing, it gives you a greater understanding on the line. It gives you more depth. We've had a chance to play more guys, uh, so there's going to be a lot of positives. Um, and uh, I think our guys have handled it solid, but we we've got to continue to. To build there, um, uh, yeah, Swenson Ely, I would say both both uh, highly questionable for this game, uh, probably at best, and so we'll see how they progress here through the week. But it's, you know, I don't see either one of those guys out extremely long term. But it's also, you know, you know, they're they're, they're not they're dealing with a little bit more than a bump or a scratch too. So we'll uh, we'll continue to monitor them. You know, we're the group that we've played with. Did a lot of good things the other day, and we've got a chance to build with them. And if we can add any of those two guys, that would certainly be helpful. Eric Bailey. Lincoln, before uh, Jalen took questions, he gave a statement talking about how the team needed to play better and keep focused. Uh, just can you talk a little bit about maturity? And then also, he's had a lot of experience playing in big games. How much confidence does that give you in his first game in this rivalry? Um, yeah, I mean, I think he, he realizes the areas that, that, that we all do, and we had a, you know, Pretty candid conversation with the group after the game the other day. Um, not, not anything magical. It's just the steps that we have to take, and uh, I think it's a, it was an opportunity for a lot of us to go back and look in the mirror and say, 
what do what do I need to do better? Not necessarily worrying about all the other people, but every player, coach, everybody look back in the mirror and say, you know, for this team to take the steps that we know we can take, what do we need to do? And uh, uh, and so I think that's you know Jalen voicing that and seeing that and. You know, he's, he's been a part of teams that have made runs, as have we here, and, and knows that it, it takes moments like that, and it takes teams continuing to feel the pressure, not from the outside, but the pressure uh, from inside the walls, from, from just you know, inside yourself, that, that I've got to get better or I'm letting this team down, and I've got to do my part or I'm letting this team down. And so uh, I think he feels that. Uh, as far as the game, you know, he, he's, he's played in a lot of big games. And... Uh, you know, there's big games or big games, you can tell. And uh, he's played in major rivalry games. He's played in championship games. And so um, I'm very confident with him. Jason Kersey. Yeah, Lincoln, when you are averaging eight, nine penalties a game, is there something you have to change in practice? Is there something you can change to, to better address that problem? Yeah, we've got some, we've got some, uh, ways that we're going to attack it a little bit differently here this week. I don't know that I'm going to, you know, as is my nature, I don't know that I'm going to sit here and spell them all out for you, which is exactly what you're looking for. But, um, um, yeah, there is. I mean, you can't, if you're not getting different results, then you can't just keep doing the same thing over and over. And so uh, we're, we're, we're going to attack it a little bit differently and uh, put a premium on it. But like I said the other day, uh, I'm not going to take away their aggressiveness. You know, we're, you know, there's, we, we, we're good enough to do both. Jenny Carlson. Lincoln, I know when uh, Sam Ellinger first played for Texas, you were still coordinating the offense, maybe not as mindful of him, but um, Tom Herman on the teleconference a little bit ago said, you know, games that Sam performances now would have been like otherworldly almost his first year, and now maybe our, some of his worst. He's evolved as a thrower, especially. What have you, even though maybe you weren't paying as close of attention when he first started for them, what have you seen out of him and just his evolution as a quarterback? Yeah, he's done a good job. You know, he's a uh, he's a he's a competitive kid. Um, he, he from the outside, not having coached him from the outside, looks like he's a, a smart player. And I mean, he's obviously benefited from. You know, a ton of a ton of game experience. I mean, and and all within one system there. And so I think he's he's taken advantage of the opportunities that he got there at a young age. And he's, and um, you know, you would you would guess that he's a kid that's probably worked pretty hard just by seeing the improvements that he has made. So I mean, he's a heck of a player. Uh, I've got got a lot of respect for him. The way he plays the game, um, you know, way the way he competes, and uh, you know, he's certainly the the catalyst of that entire team. I mean, he certainly would makes that group go. Uh, yeah, Lincoln, the, the play that Humphrey made a year ago in this game where he took a pass and, and, and dragged the pile of your defenders forward about, gosh, 10 yards, I think 10, 10 to 12 yards. How difficult of a watch was that for your guys in the interview a year ago? Oh, man, a year ago? I. Sure wasn't very fun. I, I don't know. I mean, when you lose a game, it's not very much fun to watch. Do you put that up again this year as an example of this game, guys, still gets down to pride and toughness as much as anything else? And here's an example of where. No, because there's 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 a handful of there's a lot of plays in the second half of that game as we made a run where we're dragging them. I mean, it's there's going to be momentum swings in this game. There's going to be. Guys are going to make great plays. I mean, that's there's a lot of really good players on a field. A, a game that's extremely intense. Uh, that's important to to both teams. Um, there's any game we've. I, I'll only speak on my that my history or my time with it. But I mean, any battle we've ever had with these guys, there's been a ton of momentum shifts back and forth. There's been a lot of great plays with both sides. They've normally come down and they've been all been pretty close games. You know, so I mean, that's. Uh, Reflection on that day is we we needed to make one more of those that we didn't make on any side of the ball. So, no, nah, not that play in particular. Again, there's a million to look forward. We're we're focused on this year's version. Obviously, a lot of things have changed for us, as have I'm sure them, and totally different set of circumstances. Just the venue's the same. That's about it. Brandon Drum, Lincoln, you got two really good running backs, and now it looks like a third. How much 
confidence do you have in Ramonje playing in big moments right now as since what you've seen in, I guess, the first five games? Oh, he's, he's doing great. Uh, we have, you know, there's, it's not really about big moments. I mean, I think we either trust a guy to play or you don't, and we, we trust him to play. I mean, there's, uh, he's, he's earning that trust quickly and making a lot of big runs. And like I said, I, we look at that group and feel like we have a lot of different options, a lot of guys that we can go to, and a lot of guys that will deliver when, when it's their turn. Tyler Palmas here. Lincoln, having Jalen a big quarterback inside the five-yard line who can kind of – Kyler, you could design runs for too, but Jalen, just being bigger, can almost push himself and be pushed in the end zone. How much guesswork does that take out of that area where it can be kind of tough to call plays? Uh, I mean, it, it, it helps. I mean, it's a it's an added weapon. I mean, there's – yeah, like you said, it's just, it's just different with the guy that you have back there. But but certainly he he provides some opportunities down there that are in some ways different than what we've had. So it's a uh, you just feel like it's a just another bullet that you can fire at him, you know, that maybe he hadn't always had. So now it's it's uh, you know it's been good here for us so far. Jalen, the statement he made this morning uh, just a little bit different. It's not something that happens all the time, especially after a Kansas game. Um, why do you think he did that? And do you guys, how much do you have a one-on-one -on -one after after games? And did you sense that maybe he was particularly disappointed with how he played or how the team played in Lawrence? Um, I don't think it has to do anything with who we were playing. I mean, I think it's just knowing where we're at as a team and we're at a point where we need to take a take a jump. And I think it's the sense of urgency of feeling a lot of the positives that we're seeing on tape, and we want that to continue. And uh, so, no, I think it's just. I think it's him, and he, he thinks about this stuff a lot. It's important to him. Yeah, we have, I mean, I mean, we have one-on-ones, you know, either in person or via phone every single day. I mean, that that's, yeah. So we're 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 fairly in tune with with each other, and we see we see quite a bit of each other right now. So you did sense that he was maybe particularly upset by that. Uh, I think it wasn't it wasn't any of our best performance. Um, there were really. There were a lot of bright spots, and he had a lot of bright spots too. But there was a lot of uh, a lot of very um, let's say silly, just a lot of a lot of errors that that we can't have, and and we all know that coaching and coaching and playing. Yeah, Lincoln. You had David uh, Guaybu starting, rotating with Buki, and you had Ryan Jones in there as well. How did that rotation go, and what did Guaybu show you guys here in this first month that you could already put him in that sort of role? Yeah, he's, uh, you know, one, he's he's shown he's been mentally able to handle, you know, learning a, a new defense, um, you know, being able to bounce around a couple of different positions. So the kid's been really impressive mentally, and then, you know, he's. He's he's a guy right now that's that flashes. You know, there's there's just some flash plays of his ability. Where you're like, man, this this guy could, you know, has a chance to really be a good player. And uh, to combine that with a guy that's smart and doesn't bust too much, I mean, it's a good start. You know, we we you know, hope as he continues to grow that it becomes more and more flash plays, and then feel like that it will be. But he's uh, his work ethic, the way he carries himself, um, we, we felt like he was ready for it. Very yeah, Lincoln, do you have a sense for how this team will play when it's really pushed in crunch time? You haven't had a fourth-quarter game yet. Mm -hmm. Do you have a sense of that, or do you just have to wait and see how they do when it happens? Uh, I'm confident in the way we'll play. Um, I'm confident in the leadership of this group and, and the motivation level, and I, I think we're I think we're excited for that. I really do. So, yeah, I mean, I... Uh, I definitely am confident, but there's nothing like getting in there and doing it. it this is a game that uh, I think, as you said, it's been close every year you've been involved. Mm -hmm. What have you found have been the keys to to doing well in the fourth quarter? Because sometimes you've done it and won, and sometimes Texas done it. Yeah, um, it's just kind of a slugfest. I mean, it always is, and uh, that's what makes it fun. And uh, I, I think, I think just I think staying level-headed, you know, even keel throughout this entire thing is important. We know there's, it's going to be intense and heated, uh, but I think you got to stay focused through those times. And then I think, again, whether it's fourth quarter, first quarter, I mean, they all, all the, all the plays count, all the points matter. And so I, I think it's more of just, 
you know, when you get on a run, being able to, to sustain it as long as you can. And then if the other team gets on a run, you've got to be able to, you've got to, be able to cut off the momentum quickly. And, and uh, there's been a ton of big momentum shifts in these games. And so, um, you know, I think, the, I think that's, to me, the bigger key, maybe more, more so than at what point of the game it happens. Tyler had not been in that situation last year. And he came through with a great finish. Jalen hasn't done it here, but he has in the past at Alabama. Is, does his experience at Alabama carry over to, to Saturday, do you think? Sure, sure. I mean, he's he's been in a lot of, a lot of four-quarter games, a lot of big games against good opponents, a lot of, you know, you know, rowdy venues, I mean, all, all that, and a lot of games with a lot of hype around them. So I, I don't I don't think it affects him much. I think he's pretty much the same guy if he's going out for a Monday walkthrough as he will be going as he will be going into the cotton bowl, honestly. John Hoover. Lincoln, this game last year, three hundred and sixty five days ago now, was um, was such a watershed moment uh, in the in the program history. Early you got a watershed moment early in your career. You know, the, the change in the defensive coordinator and that kind of thing. Looking back on it now through the prism of the past 365 days, how do you feel about how that all unfolded? And are you satisfied or, or pleased with where it's come to, where your defense has come to since then? Yeah, I, I, I don't look back at it anymore. I mean, it's over. I've answered 5,000 questions about that game and all that before, and I, there's, I, I don't have any new answers on it. Um, I, uh, I'm excited about where we've headed as a program. I'm excited about the way we're playing defensively and our um, and the progress we've made, but obviously, you know, you're you're only as good as your next performance, and so this is the next one for us, and we plan to go and go play well. Joey Helmer. Yeah, Lincoln, you have a number of young guys that are going to be playing a role in this game. Do you have to uh, caution, say anything to them about the atmosphere and not getting caught up in it? Sure. No, it's 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 part of the. You know, the, for a young guy, new guy playing in this one is, is a little bit different. And so they've got to understand that. And that, that falls on our coaches and that falls on, you know, our players, our leaders, our guys that have been in this one. And uh, so, yeah, like any new situation for a young guy, you want to, you know, get them ready. And, and, you know, so they expect, you know, everything that shows up. And, uh, you know, we, we've got to do a great job of that. Coach, a little more on. Um the matchup with Texas having played a little tougher schedule. You know, they've had the LSU game and a close one with, with OSU, and yours has been a little different. Do you factor that in? Is, is that a factor at all? And would you look, prefer to have been in their shoes having already played a couple of tougher games? Uh, we've been. We, we, we've been, we've had it both ways. You know, we've had the years where we've, you know, you know, battled Ohio State or whoever at Tennessee, whoever else it was, and had some, some big ones against them. And so, no, I don't know that I have a preference. I mean, I think it's, I, I still think it's just about the, it's about, you know, your own team and about your, your evolution and how you prepare and, and how you focus. And so there's advantages to both. Um, I don't know that you can sit there and say it gives one a, a big advantage to one team or the other. There's there's obvious advantages to, to having it either way. Um, and so, um, I, again, I think you've got to know your team, know what your team needs in the moment, and, and do everything you possibly can, both the team and you, and you as coaches, to get them ready. And uh, regardless of what the scenario has been leading up to it, and I think this is that kind of game. I mean, I think this game... I don't think the game – I think this game is going to be decided by, you know, what happens out there on Saturday from 11 to 3. I mean, I don't think – again, we've said it before, and I know it's not the case. Both teams are playing well and good football teams, obviously. But uh, this game, if both teams were 0-5, would still be a slugfest. I mean, it would. And, uh, and so I just – I think this is one of those that it's kind of in its own world. Uh, Lincoln, it, it de at Big 12 Media Days, the director of officiating basically said it depends on whether Horns Down is going to be a penalty or not. I know you guys dealt with this, you know, last year, uh, especially before the Big 12 championship game. But how are you handling that with your team before this Saturday? Yeah, we won't. Our, our players won't do it. So well, our players won't do it. Just, just like the Big 12 game. Okay, uh, Sam Mays. 
Coach, Creed Humphreys has gone through quite the transition. Went from being the baby of the group a year ago, surrounded by NFL players, to being the undisputed leader of that group today. How would you feel like he's faring in that role? And obviously, communication key up front in the offensive line. Do you feel like they've kind of maxed out there, or are they still kind of working on talking to each other? No, they're no, they definitely had maxed out. He's uh, he, he's done well. I mean, that's it's been a challenge on him with the new lineups each week because. Uh, Communication with different players um, certainly changes things, and he's uh, so he's done a good job of it. And it is different for him. I mean, there's there's no other way to explain it. Not necessarily because we lost good players, but he was the he was the baby, so to speak, and and he had those guys to lean on. And and now it's you know really his show up there. And so um, he's done a good job. I think he's I think he's still still settling into that role a little bit. It's it's brought up some new challenges that he simply just didn't face a year ago or not as much of. Um, and so uh, he's adapting and evolving like we all are. But uh, no, he's he's doing well. And, and, you know, again, the fun thing for him is he can still play so much better. And, you know, we'll certainly need him to and expect him to. Coach Beckett, uh, I know you want to prepare the same way for every game, and Jalen Hurts says he wants to prepare the same way for every game, but is there a downside to a pregame speech against Kansas that doesn't show the same sort of urgency as a pregame speech in the Cotton Bowl uh, against Texas? I, I, maybe the speeches are the same. Maybe the intent is the same. Can you tell me that if they are or they're not? I'm kind of with Coach Stoops on this. He said that Newt Rockney died a long time ago. You know that you don't win. You don't win games because of pregame speech. I mean, it's it's about what you've done leading up into this. Um, it's just it's not like the movies. You know, I mean, it's just it's not. Oh, of course, you tell them something, but the message is something that's been, you know, that you've worked on throughout the week, and the mentality is something you've built up throughout the week. There's not a. There's not a magic switch that you flip that, you know, you have a player that's not ready to play and all of a sudden you, you know, these unbelievable words flip the switch. It just doesn't happen like that. So I think it's, I mean, you're constantly talking to them throughout the game, throughout the day, but I mean, throughout the entire week. So I think you just continue to build on that message. And, and uh, again, it's at that point, it's, it's either going to happen or it's not. So you, you've uh, you got to prepare during the week and then, then uh, you know, then they can put the pregame speech on TV and everybody can talk about that was the greatest thing ever, that was the dumbest thing he's ever said. So it's all going to depend on what you do during the week and how you play during the game. Jason Kersey. Uh, Lincoln, we saw Trajan at receiver. Is, is the experiment over? Or are you still considering where, where you're going to play him, or is he a receiver now? Um, he could do both. Um, just our plan, uh, game plan, all that last week made a little more sense to uh, – we used him a little bit more on the offensive side, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't pigeonhole us anywhere with him. Do you, do you want to find a role for him, or does it does it matter? Uh, I I do want to find a role, but I'm fine if that role's on either side or both sides, and he's he's certainly capable of it. So he's a he's a really good football player, you know, and he's he's been a he's been a dominant special teams player for us up to this point and uh and he's done he's done a nice job in the other other roles that he served offensively and defensively had a great catch the other day so um i think he'll just keep growing and it, yeah, eventually does it take one permanent turn or the other it may, probably i mean but he he's got a he's got a very very unique skill set that's uh, you know a lot of fun to think about all the possibilities Coach Tom Herman is going through his, uh, his press conference right now. Uh, one of the reporters asked him what he admired, what he admired about you. Uh, first of all, he joked that you were, you've been able to stay thin throughout all the years. Uh, but another thing he talked about was just your creative, uh, your creative coaching and your innovation and your offense. Can you talk a little bit? Obviously, you've been to an extent kind of reshaping the culture here. Can you talk about uh, Tom Herman and the job he's done reshaping the culture at Texas over the last couple of years and what stands out to him as a coach and kind of as a person? Yeah, no, he's a really good coach. I mean, got to know him some uh, when we were both kind of young coaches in the business, out on the road recruiting. Um, you know, admired what he did at what he did at Iowa State, and obviously then at Ohio State. You know, did a great job offensively, and then he certainly did a tremendous job at Houston as well. So, you know, he's been, um, you know, he's had success at the last several stops, and and uh, again, another guy's been been innovative and 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 as you know he's obviously done a nice job at texas i mean he has and uh so now i 
I got a lot of respect for him as a coach, uh, ways teams play, ways prepared them, and, and the ways had success at different places. I mean, I think that always tells you a lot about a coach. So he's clearly done a really nice job. Yeah, Coach, your defense has had a good percentage on third down efficiency. How important is that this Saturday when given the chance of getting off the field? <laughs> that's critical. That's critical, and that's an area that you know Texas has been you know extremely good, um, and so in it's an area we've been extremely good. So that'll be a that'll be a huge part of this game. You know, you, you got you're gonna have two you know two good offenses on the field, and and. Uh, you know, are you able to stay on the field? Uh, defense is able to get those off the field and get the other team the ball back. I mean, that's going to be it's going to be a big factor. You know, I think on all sides, it always is. I mean, it's not anything new, but there'll certainly be a little bit of strength versus strength there, um, uh, as far as kind of how the teams have played up to this point. It'll it'll probably be a, a fairly impactful stat when we look at it after the game. Yeah, Lincoln, uh, you were talking about leadership and how earlier when you were asked about, you know, the fourth quarter and you like the leadership of your team. Do you, can you tell the difference in past years and this year with Kenneth and, and obviously Jalen, just how business-like they are about everything? And then how much did that speak when, like Ramondre Stevenson talked about going down, the thing that he liked most about uh, his past game wasn't the big run, it was the play on special teams. I mean. Is that is that just everything rubbing off on all the other players? Yeah, I don't know that I again compare it. I mean, it's we've had a lot of guys around here that have had a very businesslike approach and have been very successful on both sides of the ball. But we, I think we do have some strong leadership on this team right now. Um, I think it's it's uh, maybe a little more balanced in terms of where we're getting it from than than maybe at times before, which has been good. And now uh, this this is a pretty Unselfish, hungry team. I mean, we've had a lot of examples like that. You know, Ramondre right after his long touchdown run gets that. I mean, you know, Charles Rambo had that in the first game. He had, he had the long touchdown out here against Houston. We tried to take him out and kick off, wouldn't do it. You know, we've had and we've had a lot of pretty cool examples throughout the year. I mean, you know, Nick Baskin dislocates his shoulder on a punt return out here, and before he even puts it back in place, goes out and finishes and tries to block the guy with the arm hanging down. I mean, we've had. We've had a lot of pretty cool examples of that throughout the year that they, these guys, these guys play the game for one another. I mean, they do. And so there's a good culture, um, a good vibe around this team, and certainly the leadership is, is part of establishing that. I guess the follow-up, the, the toughness, is that, I guess you talked about dislocations, not wanting to come out even though they're exhausted. Is that, I guess, those leaders, are, is, are the other players, are they taking notice? and? Kind of following suit. Yeah, no, those things are those things are contagious. They certainly are, and uh, more and more players start doing it, and it, and it becomes just kind of part of the part of who this team is. And uh, so, no, it's uh, it's a positive in every way it could possibly be. Lincoln, I assume if you put film on of Kenneth Murray a year ago, you'd see a good football player. Mm -hmm. But now he's a guy that affects so much for your defense. Mm -hmm. I'm sure some people would say scheme change has been part of that, but. How do you sort of, how do you sort of put that into context of how he's changed so dramatically in, in you know this this amount of time? Well, I think just I, I think a lot of things have had to go right, you know, and that the the scheme change has been a part of it. You know, it's, um, his his growth and maturity, uh, some of the ups and downs that he's faced, especially early on in his career, being put in some very difficult situations um, and then he, he's got a he's got an intense desire to, to be a great football player I mean he really does and he, he does he does everything right you know he's never on lists he's never I can't I don't know, the years he's been here now I can't ever remember having to discipline him for anything I mean he just you know, when you do, when you have a good mentality and and you work hard and you do everything right, then it's the results are going to show eventually. And and he's, you know, starting to play at a pretty high level for us. Did you sense a moment when something sort of unlocked in that way for him? No, I, I think it's been just more progressive. You know, I think uh, I think everything was teed up for him this year to really do well. And then he's, you know, he's he's bought in well, been been. Um, He's been taught the system very well. He's bought into it well. He's fit into this, uh, to this uh, 
to this new scheme and, and mentality and all of that. And, and I think that was kind of the finishing touch. Not to say finishing touch. I mean, he could still – he's still got a lot of ways to get better too. But he, I think that was uh, – you know, I think he had kind of set the – set the table a little bit with all he had gone through and done in the previous years. Lincoln, you've been to four OU Texas games in the Cotton Bowl. Have you, considering what your team was, have you played well down there? Have you not played well? How do you see those games? Because from an outsider, you're favored 8, 10, 17 points, and every game goes to the wire and you don't play as well. How do you see it? I think the only year we just didn't play well at all was the first year. I mean, I we 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 really just didn't play very well on any side anyway that day. Um, after that, I think it's been kind of like we said earlier, a lot of different momentum swings. I think we've had uh, you know again first few years. I'm looking at it more from an offensive lens a little more. Um, but I, I would say really in the, the I guess what's been the next three years, uh, I would say just there's been a lot of swings in it. We've had stretches we played really good. We've had stretches where we haven't. Uh, last year was probably one of the biggest stretches that we've had where we just did not play well at all, um, but we're able to come back. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, we definitely, we, we want to play better. I mean, there's no doubt about it and, and expect to. And so, but you also got to understand with this game that there are going to be the swings and the momentum shifts because that's just what this game is. And so uh, we got to be able to handle those as they come. Uh, Lincoln, uh, different subject. Uh, they announced your West Virginia game for 11 a.m. Uh, that's four straight, really unheard of. Uh, does it affect recruiting and what you thought you playing four straight 11 o'clock games? Yeah, I mean, it's... You know, it it is what it is. I mean, our, you know, we're obviously totally a thousand percent locked in on on this one this week. So, um, is it ideal? No, um, but that's when they told us we'll play, and you know, we'll we'll figure out the recruiting end of it. We'll make it work. And like I've said before, they just it doesn't matter if it's six a.m. in the parking lot. They just tell us when and where, and we'll show up ready to play. This has been the Monday Press Conference Show. Thanks for downloading. Don't forget, tomorrow, Sooner Sports Podcast Live will drop. We'll have the Lincoln Riley Coaches Show on Wednesday. The Coaches Corner will drop on Friday morning. On Thursday, the huddle reloaded. Have a great start to your OU Texas week. Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air.